Let's try that again. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's great to have you all here today, and it's such a privilege to be speaking to you all, whether you're joining us here on site or online. My name is Alex, and I'm the student minister here at ABC, and I'm really excited to be giving this one-off talk today. Above all, today is actually a really important day in the life of the church. Big C, that's the church all around the world. It's a day that's traditionally known as Pentecost Sunday. You might know it's Whitsun, but really it's actually the birthday of the church. So it's a really exciting day. And this is a day that really marks the kind of start of the Christian faith, really, around 2,000 years ago. So today, Christians all around the world are gathering together to remember when God's Holy Spirit, that's the Spirit of God, was gifted to followers of Jesus. And this is really how the church all came into being all those thousands of years ago. People gathered together as believers, as followers of Jesus for the very first time. And that kind of movement has continued on to this present day, which is actually really remarkable when you think about it. So that's why today we're breaking from our usual patterns of doing series and we're having a one-off topic all about living life. And today I want to start uh, with a question, as I often do. And the question is this. I wonder if you can recall uh, a moment or an experience in your life where you felt fully alive. An experience where you felt like you were really living life. Maybe you've had many of those experiences in your life already. Maybe you haven't had all that many. For some people, I wonder if it could be probably quite easy to define these moments. There'll be moments when they're doing something that they love doing, maybe using specific talents or skills, like playing an instrument, taking part in a sport, maybe getting out into nature, being with family and friends. Maybe it's watching an amazing play or production, going to live music gig or concert, traveling the world. The list really could go on. And it would be different for each of us, wouldn't it? Because we are all different. But maybe for others of us listening or watching today, this is a bit more of a challenging question, maybe a, a more painful questioning, a question rather. Life hasn't always been that easy. And what does it mean to feel fully alive anyway? And I want to be honest with all of you, I've been kind of thinking and wrestling about this question in preparation for today, and I found it quite a difficult question to answer. And as I've been reflecting on it this week, I've had to really think hard about what it means to really live life. To really think about those moments where I have felt fully alive. And I've wondered, why don't I feel like that all of the time? And actually, as I was thinking about it, there was one specific memory that came to mind for me. Something that really stands out, and I want to share that with you all this morning. Uh, it was an experience that I had about six and a half or so years ago now. It was whilst I was serving in the army. And I got the amazing opportunity to kind of do quite a lot of sport, actually. And uh, I got to go out to Europe, to different countries in Europe, and take a team with me. And we trained in cross-country skiing events, which I really loved. 
I talked about this before in some of my talks, and I know for all of you listening or watching, the idea of skiing uphill as well as downhill perhaps is not all that appealing, and I completely get that. But for me, I just found it really enjoyable, really exhilarating thing to do. So when we're out on our kind of season, I guess, we were training for these different and competing in different events. But there was one specific event uh, that was a military sort of specific uh, race called the patrol race. And it's designed to really test your military skills as well as your skiing ability. And it's essentially this long course that's set out and you have to ski around it with your team. There's a team of about four or five of you. And you've got to carry a sort of a list of basic military equipment with you that you pack into sort of uh, patrol sacks, which are military backpacks. And you have to ski around with them, which can be a little bit awkward, as you might imagine, to keep your balance whilst carrying something on your back and various ski poles and things like that. But it's such an enjoyable event. And actually, I think there's a photo. I don't often use photos. There's a photo there with my team, uh, which I like because I think we look quite hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's what we look like, probably to camouflage, I guess, with the white. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's what we have to dress up. We have to have all our kit with us. And then we set out on this course. And the race typically takes uh, a couple of hours as you, you it's set out on mountainous sort of hilly terrain and there's various checkpoints along the way where you have to stop with your team take your kind of backpacks off and you have to do different tasks and events and all of those add up to points and that's how you can score and do well in the race so i remember really clearly whilst doing this particular race one time and my team and I, we'd been going for a little while, we got into the swing of things, felt like we were making good pace, we'd done a couple of checkpoints, we were really enjoying it, and we were putting in the effort and getting on well as a team. And we get to this one part in the race where we are kind of on this long stretch of track, going through some amazing sort of forests. We had this beautiful landscape around us. You could see views for miles, and it was just stunning. I think we were somewhere like Austria, actually. And it felt like, although there were other teams out on the track at this time, it felt like we were the only people in the world there. And I remember in that moment, just having that incredible feeling like I was really alive, out in the fresh air, in the beauty of creation, doing something I really loved, probably on a bit of a high from exercise. And as I was kind of in that moment, having that experience, a really strange thought came into my head, which was this, I was born to do this. I think it's a bit cheesy, actually. And on reflection, I feel like it's quite a dramatic thought to have had, maybe something you would see in a movie. Uh, but because I can tell you, standing here today, uh, I wasn't actually, I don't think I was put on this earth to put a backpack on and ski around in the mountains, as much as that would be an amazing thing to do with my life. It hasn't been my career. It's not what I'm planning to do with my life now. So I've since wondered, what did that moment really mean? Why did I have that thought? And I think, actually, it's not necessarily to do with what I was doing, although I was doing something clearly that I enjoyed and gave me great value and kind of that experience. But I think it was more to do with how I was feeling. The conditions were set around me that made it possible for me to feel fully alive in that moment, to make me feel like I was really living life. 
And I don't know if you've got that kind of experience in your own mind, but in that moment, you feel like that's how you want to go on for the rest of your life, isn't it? That's how life should be. But it's not actually the reality. And I think also, as I've reflected on it, in that moment, I had nothing getting in the way. I had no fears, no anxieties. I was completely focused on what I was doing and able to use gifts that I believe I've been given to work towards a specific goal, doing something I enjoy. And above all, and most importantly, I felt free. And I think there's something really important in that that I'm going to come back to a little bit later on. I think what's also interesting is that experience has really stuck out in my mind. It's nothing particularly you know, extraordinary, is it? It's not all that dramatic or extreme, really, of an experience. But I think also it's because that kind of experience doesn't happen all that often in life. Well, not for me, anyway. There aren't many moments where I have genuinely felt that kind of freedom and felt so alive. And I think, to be honest, there are lots of really good, you know, simple reasons for that. There are lots of things in life that can get in the way, aren't there? You know, just as we grow up, we get responsibility. We have things that we have to think about. We may have to battle anxiety or worry, guilt, shame every day of our lives. And these things can really weigh us down and they steal our freedom. And I think there's another reality to it. Because that experience that I've shared with you all this morning, although clearly it is significant, it stays in my mind, it was a temporary experience, wasn't it? Those conditions that made it possible for me to feel the way I did, to feel alive and to feel free, they were temporary. They aren't part of my everyday life. I don't get to go out cross-country skiing every day, although I wish I could. And I wonder if I did, would it lose its appeal in some way? And you often find that, don't you, in life? Sometimes people who seek out those moments where they feel alive, those kind of thrill-seeking people, maybe you are someone like that listening or watching today, who go from one of those moments to the next in their life, constantly seeking out adventure, constantly wanting that experience of being fully alive. And people sometimes spend their lives pursuing those kinds of experiences, don't they? And I think there's a really good reason for it. It's because of the impact those experiences can have on us as human beings. And there's nothing wrong with pursuing those kind of experiences. But I wonder if there is another way for us to experience being fully alive in the everyday and in the ordinary. And to explore this a bit more together this morning, I'm going to look at um, some advice that we get from a very well-known man of faith called Paul, who was one of the earliest leaders of the Christian faith. And he actually lived on earth around 2,000 years ago, around and just after the time of Jesus. And Paul, in fact, wrote, wrote various letters to different Christian communities kind of, that were springing up right at the birth of the church that I mentioned earlier. Communities in places like the Mediterranean and what was called Asia Minor at the time, when the church was in its infancy. And Paul really wrote letters to try and encourage and strengthen and help these communities to grow. And in a letter that he wrote to Christians living in Rome, a letter that we have preserved in the New Testament part of the Bible... He touches upon this idea of how we can be truly alive. 
and how we can live life freely. And in this letter, Paul identifies two ways, first of all, how we can live our lives. And he says it quite clearly. He says, either we can live as slaves to this world, or we can live as people set free. And by this, Paul actually goes into a bit more depth, but he means that either we can be people not just weighed down by the worries of life, but actually we can be entangled in our own failings, our feelings of guilt and shame. Paul kind of terms these things as the sinful nature. Actually, this is a nature that is hostile to God. And in this way, we can become enslaved to things of the world. Or, Paul is giving that other option there, we can live a life that is free from these kinds of things. And we can live a life that is empowered by something other than our fleshly, earthly desires. Now, I don't know what you're thinking as you're listening to this. I think clearly one of those options sounds like the far better option, doesn't it? Who doesn't want to be free? But I wonder, what does your experience of life tell you? Is it easy to feel free? Or do you find yourself becoming weighed down by the worries, the troubles, and the struggles of life? I think there's certainly some tension here, isn't there? And ironically, sometimes the things that we think might bring us freedom in life don't always bring us that at all. And Paul, in fact, is really clear in his letter that there is a direct link between the things that we allow to control us and our spiritual state. And this is really interesting. And he says this. He says, those who are dominated by the sinful um, nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. He's making those two ways to live our lives really clear here. And what's more, he introduces the thing that makes the path to free life possible, which is the Holy Spirit, which is God's Spirit, God's presence with us. And although Paul makes these two options really clear, it's not always easy to make the choice. Because the reality is that when we are overcome or when we are dominated by things that aren't good for us, those things that Paul calls the sinful nature, we in fact become enslaved to it. And when you're enslaved to something, you don't have the power or the ability to set yourself free. But we do have some agency as human beings, don't we? We have some agency to choose what we are going to allow to influence us and be in our lives. And it's important that we make the right choice because Paul goes on to give us a bit of a warning here. He says, so letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death, but letting the spirit control your minds leads to life and peace. Paul is saying that the life entangled, like a life entangled by the things of the world, by that sinful nature, has no future. It is futile. And I'm sure maybe we could all understand or relate to this. You know, if we've been in those dark times in our lives, those moments where we feel powerless to be able to change ourselves or the situations we are in, it can feel really hopeless, can't it? But I love how Paul gives us great hope here as well. He's saying that there is another path that leads to life and peace. 
And by life here, he's talking about eternal life. So how do we access this life that leads to true eternal life and peace? He's clear, actually, that it's not by our own strength. It's not by something we have to do, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit being the power and the presence of God with us. The active presence of God in our lives and in the world. So how can this power be at work in our lives? Well, Paul gives one clear path. It's through faith. It's through believing in the person of Jesus. Through believing that Jesus is the Son of God. He's God in human flesh who chose to come to earth and live among us. And he died for us so that we could be free. And actually it's through believing, through believing in Jesus and through having faith that we can have the Holy Spirit come into our lives and bring us that freedom. No matter what's going on in our life around us, what situations we face, we can all access that freedom in our hearts. And actually to people who have made this step, Paul says this, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And he goes on to say this, that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. I think let's just, just take a moment to think about that. It's, I think it's incredible that the Spirit of God can live within us, not just around us, not just somewhere out there in the world, but actually within us ourselves. You know, we get this same promise of everlasting life through the Spirit and because Jesus came to overcome death so that we could have eternal life with God. And Paul actually summarizes it in a really nice way, and I just want to uh, read this now. He says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now, there's a lot in all of these words, aren't there? I think Paul is quite an academic, if I'm honest, when I read some of the things he's written. But there is one clear message here. It's the Holy Spirit that brings us life, true life. It's the Holy Spirit that brings us freedom from the things that want to take life away from us. And this is a freedom that leads us to true living, that enables us to be fully alive. We all have to face physical death, don't we? That is one sad reality and hard reality of life. But we don't all have to face spiritual death. If we allow the Holy Spirit to be at work in our lives, then we can access life in all its fullness and as it was always meant to be, which is everlasting. And I appreciate there is a lot to take in today. And some of this might sound quite idealistic, you know, this idea that we just need to have the Holy Spirit in our lives and then everything is well, life is easy, we'll be free, there's no more trouble. And I would love to say that's the case. But the reality is that we are still living 
in a broken and hurting world. We are still broken and hurting people. But, and we, and we will never be completely free from hardship and troubles in this life. But we can know a freedom in our hearts and in our spirits. We can experience the peace and love of God through his Holy Spirit. And we can live with confidence and hope that we are on the path that leads to life eternal. And I hope that we can really trust in God's power at work within us. A power that frees us from being enslaved to things like fear. And a power that gives us a place in God's family forever. And it's not because of what we have done or anything that we can do. But it's because of what Jesus has done for us. And in fact, it's faith, isn't it? Faith is the way that the Holy Spirit can be at work in our lives. And I really believe that even if we just have a slight ember of faith, the Spirit wants to be at work within us. And this enables us to really live life to the full. And I think that this is great news for all of us. It means for me that I don't have to travel to another country, put on a backpack and ski around mountains to know what it feels like to be fully alive. Although clearly those kind of experiences are really precious, aren't they? They're really significant. And I think it's because they point us to that feeling and that experience of what it feels like to be free and to be fully alive. I believe those kind of experiences in our lives can point us to the freedom that comes through the Holy Spirit. And you know, most importantly, it means that we can have those kinds of experiences in the everyday and in the ordinary. We don't have to go out and pursue them to know what it feels like. We can access that kind of feeling and experience every day of our lives, knowing that the Holy Spirit is at work within us. And yes, life can and is still hard. But when we have the Holy Spirit at work, we don't need to be afraid. And I don't know where each of you are at in your journey of life or faith today. But I believe that God has so much more for each of us. I really believe that he wants you and I to know that freedom that comes from being in his family as his adopted children, that freedom that comes from the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. You know, I'm aware that some people listening or watching today have many restrictions on them, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. Many things just crowd in on us in life and they want to enslave us and make us prisoners but we can have true freedom that comes from God himself by his spirit that is at work in us. Maybe you're listening or watching today as someone who has been a Christian for a long time, but maybe you don't feel that sense of freedom anymore. Maybe you don't really feel the Holy Spirit at work in your life. And maybe that's because life has taken its toll on you. Maybe other things have crept in to steal your joy. And I believe if that is you today, we can pray and ask God for a new sense of his presence. A fresh anointing of his Holy Spirit in our lives. 
or maybe you are someone listening or watching today and you are simply exploring faith and you're not really sure what to make of it all and to make of the Holy Spirit. I'd love to invite you, why not just be bold and say a prayer? Ask the God you're not sure who even exists if he might do something in your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life and see what happens. And if you have never taken that step to dare to believe in who Jesus really is, I would love to invite you today to really consider that and maybe, maybe accepting Jesus into your heart. You know, I believe that for all of us, wherever we are on our journey, we might just desire the same thing, to be free and to live life to the full. And I believe that's God's heart for us too. And he has made a way for that to be possible. So let's pray together. Loving God, we just thank you that you know each of us intimately. You care for us and you know every detail of our lives. Lord, we thank you for that gift of the Holy Spirit that makes your presence known with us. That power that can be at work within our hearts and in our lives and the world around us. Lord, I just pray for each of us, whatever it may be holding us back, whatever may be enslaving us today, that by your power you will set us free. That we each may know that incredible gift of life that comes through your Holy Spirit and know that we have a future that leads us to everlasting life with you and freedom forever. Lord, we just ask your spirit would just come into our lives in new ways, renew us and just encourage and empower us, Lord, to go deeper in our faith and our relationship with you. Amen.